Hey, Soul Diggers! Welcome to an extremely special Tune In Tuesday today. I'm so excited this week because I know you've been following along, and I said I had some big announcement, and I was finally able to tell you. And in case you missed it, guess what is happening this Thursday, February 27th? We are doing a live webcast with none other than my business mentors, Tony Robbins, yes, the Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, and Jenna Kutcher. They are doing a live broadcast that is free and that never happens and will go away after Thursday. I am putting in the link so you can sign up, and this is so near and dear to my heart because I want to shout it from the rooftops that I signed up for this online training last year, didn't truly even know what it was, and it changed my life. Now, if I can give that back to you and can change your life this year from one free online training, all you have to do is register. Then I need to shout it from the rooftops and let you know to be a part of it. I will be there. Amazing special guests are going to be there as well. You don't want to miss this because like I said, when it's gone, it's gone. And you don't want to think, what if I was on that training and my life had changed that very day? So get on it. I am signing you up right now. Just use the link in the show notes. If you even need it, I can send it directly to you because that's how impactful it has been into my life. Not only that, but the community of like-minded people, those who wanted to chase their dreams, had something in their heart and their soul to chase. Maybe they had ideas of what it was or like me, had no clue at all, but we all jumped into this all around the world, and now we're friends and family, and I can't imagine life without them. Today's episode you will be listening to is from one of the people that I met in this group. I am so thankful for her, her friendship, her mentorship, and everything she's brought to my life. And again, if I never jumped on that free training, I never would have met her. And I would have been so sad about it and everyone else that has come along my path because that one choice. So again, register. I'll see you on Thursday, February 27th on this live webcast. It's only happening once. And until then, let's jump right into the show. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Soul Digger Podcast, a place where you'll hear real stories from real people and how they became successful in their health, wealth, and everything in between so you can be inspired to follow your soul to a life you only dreamed of. I am your host, Amber Deeds, and I cannot wait to dive into the real talk, the good, the bad, the ugly, even the funny of the secrets and tactics to chasing your dreams, because you never know which episode is going to change your life. So let's get this party started. You're awesome. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Diggers podcast. I have an amazing guest with me. As always, you guys already know I bring you the best people. Today I have with me Jen Schneider, and she is such a beautiful soul inside and out. And I know you guys are going to follow her after this, and you'll know exactly what I mean. And she is here 
so graciously to share her story that's going to impact lives. And you know what? Let's just dive in. So Jen, thanks for being here. Welcome to the podcast. And if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, and your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. So I really started this journey probably about 10 years ago when I just decided that enough was enough. I had you know, been through uh, a divorced childhood. I'd been through you know, sexual and emotional trauma. And I went down a very dark path for many, many years. And so when I made that decision that I wasn't going to let my past define me, uh, new avenues opened up for me. And just knowing that I was able to, you know, recover from a lot of this pain um, with, the, with the use of, you know, spiritual guidance, with the use of, you know, my own healing. Like, we, our bodies are meant to heal. Like, we are given so many tools that we just don't tap into. And so with that initial, you know, just finally saying enough is enough, I'm ready to make a change. And suddenly I was able to see like the, the, the things that were playing out in my head, what I was telling myself, the things that were told to me when I was growing up and mm -hmm. how they affected the person that I was in that moment. Like how, you know, I was told I was ugly or fat or bullied or just all the different things are, are thinking that love came in the form of sex. Mm -hmm. All these, you know, misconceptions that I was able to reverse. And what I love about learning is that it has to do a lot with unlearning. And so just starting that process of unlearning those bad behaviors, those bad habits, and it took time, right? So uh, the first five years of the journey was a lot of mistakes, a lot of hiccups, right? And mm -hmm. then I would say the last, uh, especially the last two, I really focused in on how I am able to help others, like how a story of pain and then somebody getting through it can really impact the lives of women who are sitting there struggling, thinking that they're alone, thinking that there's nobody else that's dealt with this, this stuff. I remember being that lost girl, you know, being 16, 18, 19, 20 years old, even through my early 20s, just mm -hmm. feeling like I had no direction. Nobody was there to, to guide me. And so I really have created a, uh, a system to help women. It's called the overall overhaul. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with this a couple years ago and I started it with a few, um, I do a workshop every other month and I bring together women who are either in the process of changing their lives, have already made some changes. They feel lonely. They don't really have like maybe the people in their lives are, are the ones that are the, you know, quote unquote mental manipulators. And I talk about that, you know, in my program, um, how to identify those people, how to change the script how to feel beautiful from the inside out. Like it's basically a mind, body, and soul makeover, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it started out small. And that's what I want to give these women opportunities to say, listen, your story matters. Like whether it's you have an audience of four people or 400 people or 4,000 people, if your story is making a difference and letting people know that they're not alone, then it's worth the pain that it got you to get there. Absolutely. So, my story is, you know, I want to help women guide them through this process. Um, I've also done, you know, coaching one-on-one -on -one with women to get them through, you know, that pain of the past. Some people don't even know what they've been through until they start talking to me. Mm -hmm. And then it opens up, you know, that mindset change. So once we dig through, you know, some of the inside stuff, then you can feel beautiful on the outside, no matter who tells you. Because I mean, somebody can tell you you're beautiful or you're stunning or you're gorgeous, 
But if you don't believe that on the inside, doesn't matter. So that's really my goal in, in what I'm doing here, you know, for your podcast and for, for women in general. It's my passion. This is so good. This pulls at my heart so much in so many directions. And we have a lot to unpack there. So, so many good things. So first, let's talk about, because we know you have this amazing program for women, but can we take it back just a little bit and kind of whatever you'd like to share in that story with us, even before you figured out how to heal, how to help women, all of that, kind of what was your backstory and what were you dealing with and, and how did you get out of that? Absolutely. I am an open book and I'm telling you, I wish that there were other women that were open books when mm -hmm. I was dealing with all of this stuff. So as a young child between the ages of like five to nine, um, there was uh, molestation from family members and it was, it was terrifying because I didn't want to tell anybody because mm -hmm. I was having fun. Right. So it's like the, the victim becomes the, it just becomes very hard for the victim to break free because it is, it, it's, it's disguised as, as play and fun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I got to the moment where I was like, this is wrong and I knew it is what is when I really went down that dark road where I, I chose to mask those feelings. And we moved around a lot. My mm -hmm. mom and my dad were divorced by the time I was three. And so she had men, you know, that she was dating or with and not saying that they were all um, unhealthy, but definitely got to see, I didn't have a good role model when it came to a father figure, and I didn't have a good role model when it came to how to have relationships with men for my mother. Mm -hmm. So when it came to those two things, I sought after so much of that, that love that, that was wrapped up in, in sexual, you know, I was well aware of my sexuality at way too young of an age. Right. So instead of me being honest about it and going out and telling someone or doing any of that, like we moved away. So I'm like, okay, I got away from the problem. But unfortunately we know that geographical change does not fix the problem. I brought myself with me. Mm -hmm. So instead of me identifying what I'd done, what happened to me and what, what the things were, I was the one that was boy crazy or, you know, all those stereotypes that seem to happen to the girls that are, you know, more into boys at a very young age. We don't realize that these girls have possibly been introduced to oh, yes. things way before they should have been introduced to them um, instead of finding out what that real core thing is. So, yeah, that was really my, like my childhood. And then at 16, um, I experienced a date rape. And so being on a date, um, and I knew it going in, I experienced it knowing it, like I almost knew it was going to happen. I had him pick up a friend and, um, anyway, so the situation just went really, really sideways for me that, and then, you know, high school became very hard because I had to go to school with this person Oof. and all the things that kept coming up from that. And it led me to drugs and alcohol. I mean, that was really the, the solution at at the time, because I'm like, oh, I don't have to deal with my feelings. I can put these things in my body that's going to make me feel different and feel like I can be the life of the party. When someone does tell me I'm beautiful, I can accept that, right? Yeah. I can be the life of the party and then have no, it didn't, I didn't feel like there was any repercussions. It was a solution at the time. Mm -hmm. And then finding out that obviously drugs are addictive. 
there is that. <laughs> There's that problem. So I went from the weekend warrior to the, you know, I'm using it to survive. And then, like I say, like, even though I went to college, I, I could see my life like flashing before my eyes. I mm -hmm. saw where everything was going. I saw, like, I just saw the degradation. I saw the, the places that it was going to take me. And I didn't want to be a part of that lifestyle anymore. Uh, and so I, I made a change. I went to rehab and I'm not saying that was the end of the story. Like the rehab was just basically the beginning mm -hmm. of me realizing that that was not the way I wanted to live. And then, you know, kind of had to go out and get a couple more doses of reality. Yeah. And then when I said, you know what, I don't care if it's, if I, if it was a phase because I was so young. Um, but now I've been clean and sober for over 11 years. Wow. Good and for you. so Thank you. Amazing. And so, and I do say clean and sober, although, you know, normally when you say clean, it, it encompasses being sober, but I just always say that because mm -hmm. I want the, because society needs to know, I mean, it is an education, right? It's a process of people thinking they know addiction, but they mm -hmm. really don't. Right. They may know a family, a family member who's dealt with it, or maybe they are dealing with it, but they just don't know like what's out there and how, and how it was how to overcome it, like how, what, what things are available to us in this world that we don't tap into. Yeah, so much, right? And, and thank you for sharing that. Again, it's just, it means so much to share it with my audience because who knows how many people are struggling with it, like you said, or have kept it in and maybe used, you know, whatever to kind of drown yeah. that out in our past. And we all have, this is again, the reason the podcast is here is to share the stories, share, you know, what we learned from it and moving forward because we all have deep rooted stories in our souls, right? And we can choose to bury them, drown them out with addiction, um, you know, blaming people, blaming our past and to go from that transition of blaming the world, the universe, the mailman, whatever you want, to then taking it to change your life. And then when it's not all about you is when the magic happens and you can take your story and transform someone else's life. That's where the magic is. So your messiness, whatever that is, and um, to my soul diggers that have heard the past episodes, the, the time I almost died the time that I was a single mom and I was in a dark hole, you know, all of my stories, my very messy truth is now the message that I hope whoever's struggling in those situations come out of it too. So you talked a little bit about that point. And I think that's a very important piece is that if someone is kind of stuck in that, well, my past is holding me back, maybe this addiction that they won't admit something like that. Is there advice or tips or what helped you kind of start transitioning out of that? Yes. And I think that it's amazing. Even my husband, when we talk, he says, Jen, you, cause we don't see how far we've come until somebody else almost recognizes it. You know, he's like, some people never get out of mm -mm. the stuff that you've been through. Like they, they keep it and that keeps yes. them stuck is how I did it was I broke the chains. I got mm -hmm. away from the people, places, and things. Yep. That, that caused the pain that were, you know, making my life unmanageable. Um, all the things that I was doing at the time, I literally cut ties and made new relationships. Yes. And that is huge. I, I think that is huge. And there's, there was the moment where some, some people know this on my past is when I was a single mom and was in that deep, dark hole, I couldn't 
barely buy food, could do anything. Well, I decided small town birds that I lived in my whole life, pick everything up, pack it in my little car, my two kids, move to the city, farther away with no one. Everybody thought I was insane, but I had to get out of that just hole that I was living every single day. And I just want, I wish I could go back and thank myself for doing that because my entire life changed, but you have to, yes, as you said, Jen, get away from maybe the people, the situation. Cause I would on a Monday say things are going to change by a Friday. I was drinking, partying, depressed, hanging with the same people. My life wasn't moving for all the same thing every week. A hundred percent relate. It was so, it was always the Mondays, right? Mm -hmm. Or the foxhole prayers, right? I, it, God, if you just get me out of this one, yes, I promise I won't do it again, right? <laughs> every time, every, every time. time. And I am just so grateful. Like I see these stories and I mean, I'm not trying to be using scare tactics or anything like that because you know, it didn't work for me either. Oh, you're going to get chopped up into little pieces and you're going to end up in a dumpster. Like that didn't yep. work for me. But at the same time, like we have to recognize like how blessed we are that we were able to get out of that. Like mm -hmm. some people don't make it. They will. And that's, and that's a reality. So if like what I want to reach out to women, if they are in that space and they want to make a change, like find somebody, mm -hmm. find people, find a community, yeah. and you don't have to know your role model. You don't have to know them personally. Yes. Like you said, Tony Robbins or these wonderful inspirational people can be a jumping off point. And what I also love about knowing all I need to do is find someone. I do need to connect with a person, a real life person that is either one or two steps ahead of me. Yep. Absolutely. And if that person has somebody who's one or two steps ahead of them, then we're all, it's, it, that is the natural process of the cup runneth over, right? Mm -hmm. If we're feeding the person and we're edifying the person in front of us and they're doing the same for someone else and they're doing the same for something else, it's the true spread kindness or, you know, pay it forward concept that this world is, is dying. Like we are so into ourselves. Like, what am I going to get out of it? What can I, you know, benefit from this? Whereas my, when I've changed my messaging to what can I give and how can I be of service? It has changed my life completely. Oh, it does. And I just preach this so much because to me, the opposite of depression is not happiness, it's purpose. So when you figure out that purpose and you can give back in a way that serves other, others, everything changes. I want to transition that a bit because as you said, that some people never get out of it. And there is um, someone that I know who's always angry, always depressed, has been in the same job for 20 years that they claim that they hate, but will never get out of it. And when I ask, you know, why is this that things don't change? They literally go back to this situation that I already know about that happened 10 years ago. Every single time. And I do the virtual, you know, shoulder shake. And I want to shake them and say, you have to let that go. You have to let it go and move forward. Otherwise, you'll never find happiness. Right? So you oh my have gosh. to just break the so chains. Much. Yes, yes. And that's really part of the program that I start with. So it is basically um, find the pain, right? Mm -hmm. Identify the pain. I'm not telling you to focus on the pain. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you. You got to uh, uncover the pain of the past. And there's two people. There's the one who wears it as a badge. And yep. then there's the one who ignores it, who hasn't, hasn't identified it. And so they're just like, why do I keep messing up? Why do I keep making mistakes? Why do I keep doing this? And the other one is like, I do this because... 
this is what happened to me. This is how I am. This is just what, you know, the way things are always going to be like. And I know those two people are the ones that can benefit from learning about their pain, leaving it there, identifying the mental manipulators, whether they be internal or external, because we are a manipulator of our own selves, right? Oh yeah, so much. Whatever's going on in your external world is a reflection of your internal world. But I know for most of my life, I had it the opposite, right? The external world is what made me angry inside. My job made me angry inside. People make me angry inside. And when I learned to resolve and figure that out now, my children, my home, my life is just in peace and joyful. Even if I have an unplanned life situation, people say, how do you just stay so positive? I'm just happy inside and I can just deal with it okay. So I love that you focus on that piece first. It's one of those life tactics I wish they would teach like starting elementary, middle school, right? (laughs) Right, please. And I say that all the time, like how I wished I would have had that big sister or that mentor. Mm -hmm. And I do believe there are organizations that are starting because the biggest problem with America is that we don't have Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. We're teaching kids algebraic equations in seventh grade, but we're not teaching them how to make good decisions, how to make good friends, how to, I mean, we're teaching them about say no to drugs, but Mm -hmm. we're not teaching them like how it's going to get introduced to you. It's going to get introduced to you. Like it's going to be a solution. It's going to feel like it's the right thing to do. How are you going to decide that it's not, or how are you going to stay away from it? Like if I could have, if I can reach that lost girl and with like the kind of content that I want to give out to the world, that Mm is a hundred percent. And then knowing that those mamas that are out there, like you and I, that are struggling, that have been through it, that want to get further, that yeah. know there's a way out, but can't seem to find it. Mm-hmm. Those are also a great person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. This is why I love it. Because when I decided to pack up to leave to the city, wanted a better world, I still had no idea how to do it. I had no one to talk to. No one understood why I was moving away. No one understood my internal struggles. No, just There was nobody there to really help in that sense. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there was tons of, you know, influencers out at the time and all these things. I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. So for you to have this out there is just, it's, it's beautiful because people struggle and they need the help. And like you said, they may not even know what they internally are struggling with something they pushed back from, you know, four years old. So it's beautiful. So tell us again, real quick, because I know we mentioned it at the beginning, what is the name of it again? It's called Overall Overhaul. Yes. And I started it almost a year ago as mm-hmm. a woman's workshop and I do it every other month and I invite women and I change the topic every single, uh, every single one, like this past one was get naked. And, you know, I did a meditation on all the masks that we wear, all the roles and all the mm-hmm. heaviness of all these responsibilities that we put on ourselves because we think that the role carries the weight of the world. Like, oh, being a mom means I have to keep a clean house. It means I've got to, you know, make sure their homework is done, make sure, you know, everything is working in proper order. But then I also work full time. So then I've got to be a perfect worker. I've got to show up to work on time. I've got to do all these deadlines. And so all the stress and overwhelm gets into our lives and we have no outlet, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was what I was talking about. Get naked, take off all those preconceived notions of what we have put with these roles and just be like 
don't make things good or bad, being a good mom or a bad mom. Mm -hmm. Don't make it being a good worker or a bad worker. Like there is, you just experience what you experience, learn from it and, and take a different direction, like imperfectly step out and do it. Right. Yes. And imperfect action. Right. That was my last one. Um, the next one is going to be stretch your mind. Like how powerful our minds are. I feel like we, we don't realize that it's our biggest muscle. Like it's a, it's a muscle. We've got to learn to train it. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to train us. It doesn't have to continue to feed us. So, so, I mean, even now, like, even though I've been through a lot of the work, um, I do work steps. So I am Mm -hmm. in a 12 step program. Mm -hmm. And so being able to go through like an inventory of what I've been through, talk it out with another human being find out my shortcomings and then how to not hang on. Cause then what we do is we use our shortcomings as a, as a security blanket. Well, it's just because, you know, this is who I am. This is how I am. It's like, no, no, no. Yes. Those, those are things that you've clung to because uh, it's a defense mechanism, right? Yes. I, and that can be scary. I think my thing always was I'm a struggling single mom. Therefore I cannot move forward in the career. Therefore I'll always be broke. Therefore everybody should pity me. I don't know. Story goes on. Um, but as soon as I stripped that down, I, I had to think, well, who am I? That was my identity for so long. And it's almost this instead of, well, who am I going to become? It's the unbecoming is what I say. Like we have to strip that down. It's scary to look in the mirror. It's scary to slow down, be with our thoughts where so many moms that I know, they do not stop 24 seven. And I think they just don't want to be with their thoughts and figure out who they are because they they've lost themselves. They don't even know. Right. Margin. We do not, we, we idolize busyness and I'm not saying like that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with making sacrifices now in order to, you know, I think that I've heard it before from other people that says, you know, live like no one else now so that you can live like no one else later. Like mm-hmm. take the time and, and figure out what your dreams and your passions are. I think people don't even worry about it anymore. It's not something nope. again that we're taught when we're young. It's always like, get the good job, go to college, find the best one that has the highest salary and the highest, you know, all the extra goodies that you're going to get when you retire in 10,000 years which aren't even mm-hmm. going to be available, you know, like creating the life that we want has to do a lot with finding out what that little girl, like what did that six-year-old girl like doing on this journey? Even just as little as two years ago, I said, yes. I want to find a way to get this information that's in my head. Like I know that there's that genius in there Mm -hmm. and I need to get it out. And I know that I'm so grateful to have found you in this group. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, worth the investment. And that's what I tell people, invest in yourself, invest in yourself. I didn't even know to invest in myself back then. But I was like, invest in what? Invest in how? What's again, I had nobody to, to really guide me either. And I think so many of us are missing that piece. We, we surround ourselves with our friends, our family that are usually on the same level as us, but there's nobody to push us or show us unless you come across a networking person or something just happens in your life. That's, Oh my gosh. And the thing about like, even my mother who is so supportive, she's my biggest supporter. She's at every event. I mean, she's amazing she is still stuck in a lot mm-hmm. of the mindset traps that I can see. And now that I'm sensitive to it, 
I can identify it because, mm-hmm. you know, at first when I was thinking about outsourcing things and I said something to her about getting a, you know, cleaning a person to come in and clean the house, she was like, Oh no, you don't need that. Your house isn't that dirty. You shouldn't. Oh you know. my gosh. Yes. My and father so, too. He's, he's not there. So if I say entrepreneur, if I say the nine to five is no longer my passion, if anything that's kind of outside of the white picket fence, you go to nine to five and you climb the corporate ladder and you clean your house until you die by yourself on your knees. (laughs) Anything other than that is like, what are you doing woman? You're nuts. And I've learned to just accept that because I cannot change the man in his ways. And that's fine. I just kind of have to roll my eyes, but just remember soul diggers that you will still have your close family or friends and they're still going to be there. You don't have to completely push them away in your life. But no, they, they're not going to is... understand and that's yes. okay. But you got to know your why you got to know your passion and you got to just one day at a time, one step at a time. Well, for every question that people say like, Oh, you don't need to go to that event or Oh, why would you get into, you know, that you're crazy for starting this, this, you know, like all those things that people chip away at you. But if you don't listen again, talking about going towards it, like, you know, there's something there. And I, I don't remember who said it or where I heard it from, but it was beautiful. It was like the path from ordinary to extraordinary. Mm-hmm. is where you just keep walking towards your passion, your goal, your why, like you keep that in your forefront instead of getting pulled backward. Yep. Because I think people are so easily discouraged nowadays. Our attention mm-hmm. span is like that of a fly. Like if people aren't coming to us and, and treating us like we're Rachel Hollis, like within two minutes, then we're, we're over it. Right. I was that girl that was looking at all these women who were doing big things and achieving their dreams and, you know, just, you know, mentally wowing my, wowing me. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't know. I could never do that. You know, I was that person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it takes. I don't know how to get there. Like you were saying, just struggling in my twenties, trying to figure out, like I was a business person. I went to school. I was, you know, always in sales. I was selling yeah. everybody else's stuff until I realized that the things that people need are not what I'm selling. What people need you, you, you this is the thing is like, if I can, give them what I think, what they think they want, and then truly give them what they need. What a beautiful story to these people who think that they like, cause that's another thing like, Oh, I just want to lose 10 pounds or I just want to, you know, all these results oriented. And even, you know, not to bring up the example of my mom, but she's like, I just need to lose these 10 pounds. And I'm like, what if we put weight loss on the back burner? Mm-hmm. What if we put, you know, these, you know, results that you want on the back burner and say, I want to be a great mom. I want to be a great wife. I want to be a great whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing the things that, that you can do in order to make yourself better, getting up early, going to bed or like these things that people have probably told us for our entire lives. And we're like, yeah, we'll do that when we get older. Right. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to mention too, was that if you, you don't have to be right now in survival mode, I know a lot of people that are just in okay mode, right? You're, you have the corporate job, you got your kids, things are meh, okay, um, but you know maybe something's missing or you're not really doing your passion. I thought years ago my passion was get to the top of the corporate ladder, you know, travel, and, you, and, and that's life. You, you've succeeded in life. Well, I did that and realized something's still missing, but from whatever reason, I don't know if it's just 
you know, as children growing up, we're almost feel bad for wanting more than that. So I know even telling my dad, yep, I did it. I'm traveling the world. I'm in the corporate ladder, but something's missing. Like it doesn't fulfill me. So don't feel bad for still wanting more. And that's okay. It's not selfish. It's giving yourself, your children, better lives. It's actually living, you know, with a purpose. So I went through uh, just recently, a traumatic event. I was in a very serious car accident mm-hmm. at the very end of 2019. And it catapulted me into thinking like, what am I doing this job for? Who am I living this job for? And, you know, the company that I was in, it's that corporate ladder, you know, win the trips, win the money, all the things. And when I wanted to look, I just made the decision. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I can't, I've got Mm -hmm. to break free. I've got to be. So I was able to find, you know, a local company that I can um, work with. And I gave them my intentions right off the gate. Like when I walked in and told them what I could offer them and, and told them that my goal is to be a, you know, to be self-employed just like they are. And by the end of 2021, they are on board. They're like, not only do we want you as our, our, on, on our team, but we want to make sure that you're successful in your endeavors as well. Whereas my other company was like, mm-hmm. you're doing what on the side? And as soon though, as you stop caring, what are they going to think? What are they going to do? What are they going to say if I leave the nine to five to go pursue a painting career? As soon as you stop caring, you're free. I promise you, you're free from yes. yourself and from others. So I think that's a good spot where we'll leave the the soul diggers because i just want to mention one more time because i just love the overall overhaul that so many women need so how can they find that yes yeah, so i have a private facebook group that they can find on facebook and it is the overall overhaul women's workshop series so they can find it there i love also it. have Yep. I also have, I also post about it on my Instagram is where you can find me on the gram, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just the Jen Schneider, which is my name. And I post about just my inspirational thoughts, things that come to mind, how I've gotten where I am when I'm doing events and, you know, scheduling one-on-ones. It's just a great place to, to come and chat. Yeah. And they can join at any time, right on the Facebook group. Yes, absolutely. It is private. All they have to do is join. They just click join and they'll just put in their email address. If they want to get emails, I send those as well. Cause some people don't live on, on Facebook and I I appreciate that, you know, and get some, you know, get some good goodies in their inbox. Um, I do also, like you said, you have a freebie going on. I do what's called um, a nutrition intuition freebie. So I will send that as well. And what that is, is basically how I was able to heal my body and my gut. So we talked a lot about, you know, things that happen to us, but I also mm-hmm. put things in my body that, you know, it's oh, huge. Um, I'll also put in the link to your Facebook group and all of the things, Jen Schneider, so that they can get in touch with you because this was amazing. I loved it. Again, you're speaking to my you soul. It's exactly why I wanted you here and for the soul diggers to hear it. I just, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey and the overall overhaul with the listeners. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored that you have me on here and I just love this kind of conversation. We together. Me too. It it's been so fun. And in the meantime, listeners, I will put all the show notes 
for you, the links. So it's one step. Go check out Jen Schneider. And thank you so much again for being here. We love you. Love you.